We've all heard about AI. Maybe you've even used something like ChatGPT to come up with a list of content ideas or maybe write out a caption. But you know that AI is being used in just about every industry, and obviously social media is no exception. One way that I've experimented with it in my business is to have AI create a list of content ideas. And while I don't solely rely on AI to do that, it has been a way for me to get inspired with new ideas and actually save me some time, which obviously you guys know is something I'm always looking to do. With it being so new and being capable of so, so much, it can honestly be overwhelming to figure out how to utilize it and what it can even do to help you as a creator. Ultimately, it's all about understanding what AI tools are out there and how we can use them to help us work more efficiently and take our social media to the next level. So what are some ways that we can be using AI as creators? I'm Kristen Buscan. I've been a full-time creator for over three years and I've brought in over $350,000 from sponsored posts and content creators collaborations with brands so far. Social Scoop is the podcast where we teach you, the entrepreneurial creator, to turn your online influence into a profitable, self-sustaining business. Today, we're here with Loic Alex Brown, the co-founder and head of product at Flick. He has been in the social media space since he was 17, so he understands the frustrations that social media managers and business owners face and how software can help solve them. He studied electronic engineering at Imperial College, which is where he actually founded Flick. Flick has now helped over 100,000 business owners, social media managers, and agencies run their social through their tools in hashtags, scheduling, and analytics. But most recently, they've created an AI social media marketing tool that helps with brainstorming, copywriting, scheduling, and more. Today, we're diving into different ways that we can use AI to become better creators and optimize our social media presence. This, my biz BFF, is Social Scoop. Hello, my friends, and welcome to episode 101 of Social Scoop Podcast. My name is Kristen, and I'm so excited that you're here I have such a crazy week ahead of me. I'm recording this today on June 26th. Tomorrow morning, I, as an almost 30-year-old woman, am going to get my wisdom teeth taken out, all four of them. So please pray for me. Like, Send all of the healing vibes. Send me all of the healing tips and tricks. Honestly, you guys don't even understand how terrified I am of the dentist. So this is like the biggest thing I've ever had to do with the dentist. So I'm really not looking forward to it. So send me all of the healing vibes, please. In the world of social media, there's a lot of new things going on that we are going to go over today. And then we're going to dive into this amazing interview with my friends at Flick because there's honestly so much that we can learn about AI and what they're developing for AI or with AI. Honestly, is just really, really impressive. And I think you guys are going to absolutely love it. First things first, LinkedIn launches a live test of generative AI posts. So LinkedIn has basically been developing a new option that will enable you to generate posts using AI, which is obviously so fitting for today's episode. With this whole AI tool, you basically have to share at least 30 words outlining what you want to say. And then it's going to give you a first draft that you can review, edit, and then make your own. Um, And this is, I think, one of the best ways to use AI is almost kind of using it as like a first draft. I don't think that we're at the point just yet where like what AI spits out is exactly what we want it to be. And I don't think it ever should because you should always be adding your personality back in. But I think it's sometimes 
a situation that we find ourselves in as creators is we're like, oh, what am I going to talk about? Like, what do I say? What do I, what do I post? And this is a really, really great way to just kind of like get the ball rolling with you. LinkedIn is also doing something kind of crazy. They are removing native carousels, profile videos, and in-image links. So this actually went into effect uh, yesterday, technically June 26. And I'm going to read you what LinkedIn said word for word. Quote, thanks to your invaluable feedback, we've learned that some of our creation tools aren't facilitating your ability to share all of your amazing experiences and expertise with your community. This includes carousels, profile videos, and the ability to embed clickable links within your image or video of your post. So starting June 26th, we'll be removing these tools, though your current posts will still be viewable. I'm shocked by this, I have to say, especially carousels, because it's actually something that I use quite frequently on LinkedIn. And every single LinkedIn like tip carousel that I've ever seen is first of all a carousel, but also talks about how valuable carousels are in terms of engagement and gaining views on LinkedIn. So this is really shocking to me. Like this almost feels like if Instagram were to take away carousels. I don't know, like I'm really interested to see where they go with this, but it's kind of shocking to me, honestly. Now, if you're someone who is using Instagram subscriptions, you'll be happy to hear that Instagram is working on the ability to customize your subscription benefits. So I'm going to read you the list of the benefits. They include exclusive content, social and broadcast channels, behind the scenes, ask me anything, early access or releases, in-person events, shout outs, exclusive merch, downloadable content, recurring programming, coaching, recipes, classes, and product reviews. So those are all different benefits that someone could get from being a subscriber to your Instagram subscription. You have to have at least three of those benefits, but you can actually choose up to eight of them. So basically, that's what people are going to see when you, when they're like, what is included in the subscription? They'll be able to see the list of all the things that you've chosen. Instagram is also very officially making a new feature live here. So after testing, Instagram will now let users download publicly posted Reels content. So you can turn this feature on and or off in your settings, first of all, and this feature is available for only public accounts. Now, when you do download a video or when someone downloads one of your videos, it's still going to have the Instagram watermark on it. You would basically be able to just tap the share icon on a reel that you love and select download, and then it will let you download that video there. Um, And the only time that I can really see myself using this, because I feel like typically if I'm going to save a reel for some reason, I usually will just like actually hit the save button. Um, But sometimes I don't remember to go back there and actually look at it again. So this is a really great opportunity for if there's like something, for example, that sparks a content idea for me, I might download that video. So it's in my photo camera roll and I'll see it like more often, I guess, or it's more easily accessible than my saved folder, which honestly, like, I feel like I really never look in after I save things into it. Um, so I like this. I think this is pretty cool. And the fact that it will have the watermark on it is also going to be pretty great. I'm sure it will also have your handle on there as well. Now, TikTok is really doing a lot of work to expand their shops and their e-commerce on the app. And they recently launched 
launched what's called Trendy Beat. Is it? It's an in-app showcase um, that is basically in an effort to push e-commerce. So this is a new shopping feature within the actual app, and basically it's going to feature products that have gained popularity on videos. Um, for example, they have like an earwax uh, remover thing, and like that that. Oh gosh, what is it called? It's like the like a pet hair remover thing. You've seen them all. Like they they remove the hair on the rugs, and you're like, oh my gosh, I need one of those immediately. If you have a dog, um, they will be shipped from China and sold by a company owned by TikTok's parent company, ByteDance. And as soon as I read this, I was like. I bet people are going to be pissed about this um, just because I know how many people that I see online talking about how everything comes from China. We should have more American made things. Um, also, I don't know, maybe it's just my mom's generation that I see posts about that, um, but they're not going to be happy about this by any means. The commerce push on TikTok, it really hasn't worked as well here in the US as it does you know, in, uh, in China or in other places, but they really do eventually hope that one of these different features that they create is going to win people over and really help people see TikTok as uh, a place where you can shop as well. And another way that they're doing that is expanding access to the TikTok shops e-commerce program that they've been testing. So businesses can essentially apply to be part of this program, which allows buyers to purchase things from within the TikTok app instead of having to go to the retailer's website. So if you're a business and you're like, ooh, this sounds really cool, I would like to be a part of it, head to the show notes. There is a link there where you'll be able to learn more. And I believe they have the link to apply actually in the news article. So you guys will be able to check that out. Um, I don't know how I feel about TikTok shopping. Honestly, I feel like I would buy so much stuff that I don't need. Um, and then I would have to cut myself off from TikTok. Um, so I don't know, that could not work in their favor because I feel like husbands are, will be taking away, uh, phones from wives and deleting the TikTok app and <laughs> because they're getting way too many stupid products on their doorstep, like earwax removers that you will very likely use once and probably never use again. <laughs> Maybe that's just me. Who knows? Anyway, wish me luck for my wisdom teeth tomorrow, guys, please. And thank you. And enjoy the rest of this episode. I hope to be back completely normal next week. Let's see. I know that if you're a creator listening, you've heard of AI and you're probably wondering how you can actually use it to make your life easier as a content creator. So I'm very, very excited today to have Loic here who is from Flick and he's going to give us all of the tea about AI because honestly, I feel like it's a little intimidating. So I'm excited to hear some pro tips. So look, thank you so much for being here. Uh, thanks for having me, Kristen. I'm really excited to jump into it. Yeah, of course. So before we get started, I would love to have you just give us the rundown on who you are and what you do. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm one of the founders and head of product at Flick. Um, so Flick's a social media uh, marketing tool. Um, and recently, obviously, with, with all the AI hype um, going around, we also be adding, adding our fair share of um, AI functionality. So um, what my role currently feels like is I'm a head prompt engineer um, at Flick. Um, so I've been really diving into uh, the AI space and trying to understand how um, AI will drastically change sort of the, the content creation on the social media space yeah. as a whole um, and how we can position ourselves um, as, as part of that. Yeah, I think it's so interesting. I mean, as someone who's been using Flick for, what, I think, 
probably a few years now. Um, it's so interesting to see kind of like all of the changes that you guys have gone through as a company with your offerings. And it's so crazy, I'm sure for you, because you always have to be like on the the wave of what's going on, you know, especially with AI being so popular. It's really cool to see how that you guys have integrated AI into Flick. Um, I got a little sneak preview recently and it was really, really awesome. So I'm definitely excited to to chat more about it today. No, thank you. Um, yeah, it's it has definitely been a journey. Um, you know, we, we just started as a hashtag tool um, for Instagram, and uh, and then we had the scheduling, and now there's the AI side of yeah. things. And obviously, um, with all of that, there's also all the algorithm changes and new formats to support and all that. But um, no, it's really enjoyable, and with the AI side of things, it, it feels somewhat um, more exciting than, than anything else, just because there's uh, a sea of opportunity to to improve people's workflows. Um, more than more than ever, um, and in ways that we can yeah. really possibly imagine to do um, beforehand. Um, so it's a really exciting time, I, I think, for content creators and social media as a whole. Yeah, I think for AI, the best thing for me, as I've been tapping into it a little bit here and there, has been the idea that it can definitely help me save a lot of time as a creator because I. I'm sure you're fully aware we are pulled in so many different directions. Like there are so many different things that we have to do on a daily basis that having like any little tool that can just save me like even a few minutes here and there really is so helpful. So it is really exciting. It can definitely be a huge game changer, you know, depending on how you're using it. So Today, I want to talk a little bit about your kind of like pro tips because you're so deep in AI. Like I'm sure you know so much more than the average person. I would love to hear about the, the ways that you're seeing content creators use AI, but also any pro tips you have for us on how we can actually use it more effectively. Sure, no, absolutely. Um, so obviously from a top level, um, you can use AI yeah. in a variety of ways and and, and there's also you know, different formats that can output from text to audio to images and, and more and more now video. Uh, but really, I think the one thing that stands true um, across all of those is um, to get the best out of AI. Um, you know, you've heard about prompt engineering and all of that. Um, and obviously, um, you know, you want to write a good prompt um, or you want to provide a good piece of data for it to replicate. But the most important thing is context. Um, when mm. you're a content creator, and I'm sure a lot of people listening would have used ChatGPT and they would have asked ChatGPT to write um, a caption and they would have structured their prompts really nicely. Um, now, do you, and you'll get a, a decent caption out of there, but the number yeah. one thing that we've heard as feedback from, from people doing that is um, it doesn't quite sound like me or it's slightly, it's almost, it's like 80% relevant. Um, I still have to do a lot of uh, edits and, and things like that. And the reason yeah. behind that is, is because um, not enough context has been provided. Uh, now, context can take different formats, um, but, but the most important thing uh, when it comes to at least writing really high quality captions or scripts for your social uh, media, any written content, um, is going to be giving the AI a lot more information about your brand and who you are, who your target audience is, uh, the vocabulary you use. Is it complicated vocabulary? Is it simple? Um, anything that essentially uh, makes up um, how you write, how you structure your writing, um, and how you sound um, should be fed into the AI. Uh, so if you can, you can massively improve your AI results by just giving those simple um, pieces of information 
who um who am I targeting? So uh, who's my target audience? Um, what's the level of language that I use? The level of complexity, and um and typically how do you structure your your captions? Um, when you um I, I know that you often have you know um we we, we follow you on Instagram through your <laughs> account, and I often see your I often see your posts, and you know you have quite a well structured caption. Um, to get out to get that output from AI. Um, it, it's, you, you might get a really relevant caption, but it doesn't quite follow that structure. Mm-hmm. So you have to rework it yeah. with, by, by adding some more information about how you want to structure it, such as start with this, then the next sentence, use this, um, um, f- use this writing structure and like, um, uh, like the ADA writing structure, uh, which is a writing framework that, that you, people use a lot to, to help convince yeah. people. Um, giving it all that extra context will massively improve um, um, writing output. So on the social media space, um, it's going to be all about um, prompt engineering and then how, um, when, when you're building a tool for multiple people to use, uh, like we are, it's going to be how can we obviously have the amazing base prompt, but then how can we bring in the right data for everyone um, to make sure that when we're outputting captions or we're outputting written content, uh, it's it's not only... Um, coming from a good prompt but it has all the data so that it's truly personalized mm. to um to a particular person and you know this this is something that you can use on on social media but it's also something you can use for email writing um mm-hmm. when when as creators we're trying to you know set up email campaigns or we're trying to um, reply to emails and we want to do that at scale um understanding what data uh, you need to personalize an email, you know, past the name, right? Um, how, how can you personalize an email past just the name at the, at the top? Well, yeah. you can now do that with AI because you can write a prompt as to what the email could be or should, should be. What's your goal with the email? And you can give it constraints like the length of the email, things it should include, things it shouldn't include. And then you can provide data on the person you're actually writing about. So wow. this person, obviously their name, their last name, um, but also their website. You can feed in their website. You can feed in um, their LinkedIn profile, their Instagram page, anything you want. And you can feed that data in so that now it's not just a personalized email where you're just changing the name. Wow. The whole uh, content of the email can follow a particular structure, but will be completely personalized to the person you're, um, you're, you're sending that email to one-to-one. So that's yeah. why really context and data is the is the most important thing when it comes to um, when it comes to getting really good outputs from from AI. Yeah, and I'm so happy that you mentioned those tips because I know when I first started playing around with AI like Chat GPT, I was just like, write me a caption for this, and I like that was it. And I was always getting these captions that I was just like, nah, like I don't really see like the excitement about AI. Like I still have to change so much about this. But I, I just maybe in the last few weeks saw a TikTok video with someone explaining how to actually write these prompts out. And I was like, wait, you can do all that? And that's even news to me with, again, like being able to feed in their website or their LinkedIn. That is really crazy. I totally did not know that you can do that. But that's really, really cool. And it definitely, I'm sure, helps you get better output because I know that was a struggle for me when I first started using it. Oh, no, absolutely. Um, you, you'll be able to, to get a lot more relevant output. And really, the analogy with, with AI, you, you can think of it as your assistant. If you hire a brand new assistant and you mm. ask it to do a bunch of tasks, 
without giving it any context on what your business is, um, yeah. it's going to, the, the assistant will, will do the task and they'll do them as well as they could, but they'll, <laughs> they won't have really, inf- really key information that makes it sound, yeah. or that makes the output something that, you know, on par with what you could do. And yeah, it's the same thing. You need to, you need to train it right. or in this case, provide it with the context it needs to be able to execute the tasks that you're asking it to do. That's really cool. And I think it also like opens so many doors for how you can actually use AI um, that now just as we're having this conversation, I'm kind of starting to think about. Um, so I know with Flick, one of the big ways that you are using AI right now is with this kind of like content planning process and strategizing. Um, so I would love for you to kind of dive into the, I guess, thought behind all of that and how it actually works once people are in Flick actually looking to use AI? Sure. No, absolutely. So the first thing, the most important thing, as we've said, is we gather as much context as we can on on a particular brand. Um, And that's because we want to provide the the most relevant um, strategy, um, caption, script, whatever the output is um, to to you. Um, So you'll come in and you'll give us either your Instagram account or your website, and we'll gather the uh, the data that we need from there. Um, And once that's done, the, there's a variety of things you can do. You can jump in and start writing captions um, or, or coming up with content ideas. But really where um, we're investing a lot of time at the moment is helping you put together um, a more long-term strategy um, on Instagram. Um, mm-hmm. And we're doing that through two, two features. And the first is content pillars. Um, so, or AI generated content pillars. So, um, for a lot of creators, the, the term content pillar, I'm sure is, is quite a familiar one. Um, and typically what we see is people have anywhere from three to five content pillars. Um, Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, those will be like the, the layer you start your ideation with, right? Um, so you've got a month of content that you need to plan. What are my content pillars? What are the ideas that I have for each of those? And then you would, you would, um, go from there and you might sprinkle in campaigns here and there during the month based on, you know, what's happening, um, um, um during the month. So um, what we're doing now is we're getting to a point where we understand what your brand is, we understand what you're trying to do, and we can now generate content pillars or you can define your content pillars um, for your brand uh, or or you as a creator. And every week, um, the AI will suggest um, four to eight new ideas for each of those pillars um, that you can create um, um, uh, uh, as content um, for your socials. So, So, We'll go from, we generate the pillars, we give you the ideas every week. Um, and obviously you can give feedback like you would to, to an assistant um, uh, on these ideas. So you could say, well, I liked this one. I didn't like this one. Here's why. And the AI is going to regenerate new ones based on your feedback. Because um, again, more context, the better. If you tell us why you don't yeah. like something, then we can then we can improve the output. Uh, and, um, and from that, Onwards within Flick, if you like the idea, you can then turn it into a written post. So uh, you're able to um, um, generate your caption, generate your video, uh, your video script if you want to film on TikTok, uh, generate the um, headers and subheaders on a carousel post for that idea. Um, so we allow you to repurpose an idea into all the different formats that you might want. And currently, this is limited to just text. Um, down mm-hmm. the line, we're hoping to potentially actually generate the carousel or actually generate the the, the video um, um through ai um, but we're not quite there yet um that's so, cool. so th- that's the content pillar side of things so that just gives you continuous content 
um, for you based on your brand and what, yeah. what your content pillars are. Um, and then the second thing is what we're calling campaigns where, um, let's say as a creator, um, for, for yourself, for example, you might have a, you might be selling a course, you might have a course launch, um, mm-hmm. and you want to run a campaign for two weeks on that course launch. Um, and you know, it's going to have a build up to it. It's going to have the release. It's going to have, you know, the week yeah. after the release and then maybe the, the close, uh, the, the closing sale or, or whatever. Um, and what we're able to do with, um, our AI tool now is, uh, we can actually plan the whole campaign for you. So if you give us, again, we've already got, we've already, we already know, um, who you are, your brand, who your target audience is. We know all that information. So all you need to tell us now is what's the campaign, um, that, um, that you're trying to run. What's the goal? Um, and what our AI will do is it'll take all the information it knows about you, what you, what the task you've just asked, and then it's going to actually think about what information it's missing to be able to um, to write a really good campaign for you. So we, we, when it comes to AI, we really like thinking about it like a, like an assistant and you yeah. and you working hand in hand with that assistant. It's not here to replace you. It's here to, to, to help make your life easier uh, and work with you. And um, when you were, if you were to plan a campaign with an assistant, uh, you would, you know, start off with, this is what I want to do with this campaign. This is the goal. This is like the plan. Um, and yeah. then the assistant will have questions. Well, okay. Um, how long do you want this campaign to be? Um, um, what, um, can you tell me a little bit more about the course that you're, that, um, that we're promoting? So I know, right. you know, what angles to, to, to do. And the AI will do the same thing. Uh, but the, the questions will change based on, uh, the information you haven't provided upfront or the information that's missing. So once you answer those questions, the AI will analyze everything and then come out with a full blown campaign plan. Where um, you know it will okay. give you the post ideas for each of for each of the different um, for for each of the different steps in the yeah. campaign, and then again you can turn that into posts within Flick and then schedule them out. Um, so really, what we're trying to do is save creators as much time as possible and and small business owners. Um, the, the 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 fun thing about creators and small business owners is then they're often not full time social media marketers, um, yeah. which means you have a whole other job or a full time <laughs> job to do, and then on top of that, you're having to do all the marketing. Um, and you know that that means well, it means two things. Obviously, you've got less time, and it's really hard to compete right. with people who do this full time. Um, and then the second thing is. Um, from an expertise standpoint, the more time you spend doing something, the better you get at it. Um, and because you have limited time, it's harder for creators or and social media business owners to develop the same level of skills as a full-time marketer who's been doing yeah. this for 10 years um, when it comes to content creation and when it comes to copywriting. And, and then there's also a third problem, which is it's such a diverse space. To be an amazing creator or to have an amazing social media space, you need to be an amazing copywriter copywriter you need to have amazing creative ideas you need to right. know how to edit videos now because of reels and tiktok um you need to know how to engage with an audience um it, it, it the the vastness of the job is, is so huge and that's why you see big companies hire a team of five or six people to manage their socials obviously um you know creators and small businesses can't do that so what we're really <laughs> trying to achieve is is get to a point where um our ai assistant um, we'll be able to handhold you through all of those things and do a lot of the heavy lifting and just come back to you when it needs a little bit of feedback. Oh, um, right. you, you want to plan next month of content? Well, can you tell me what are the key events that are happening next month for your business? 
okay, cool. Now we know this. We can plan. We can we can automatically plan the, the content for you. Um, right. So yeah, that, that's essentially what we're trying to do. Currently, it's limited to just text output, but we're hoping that down the line we'll be able to actually generate the images that go with the text as well. That is so cool. And this is just like hearing all this. It's so kind of like. Like, I don't know. I just can't help but be like mind blown by all of it. Cause like, you know, coming up with the internet and now here we are where like the internet can just do stuff for me. It's, <laughs> it's such a crazy concept to it's grasp, crazy. but I, I love what you guys are doing because I think that like even thinking just about the first thing you were talking about with, with content ideas, like I think about all of these questions that I get as a coach from creators is like, man, I just don't know what to post. Like, I feel like I've posted everything. I feel like I've said everything I can possibly say. And it's, you sometimes hit a wall. And I think when that happens, it discourages a lot of creators because then they're like, well, I don't have any ideas. So I guess I won't post. And then they, you know, stop posting and lose traction and all these things happen. And so having this again, like AI assistant, I think is a really great way to stay consistent as a creator, which I think is something that I see from creators that they struggle with the most between again, like the the ideas or again, like, I don't know how to write this caption. Like, I don't know what to say. There's this kind of like analysis paralysis for so many creators that I really do feel like AI can just be such a help with. No, absolutely. It's always hard to, to get started. It's also hard to maintain things when so much is happening yeah. in your life. Um, and, and, you know, you, a lot of creators aren't full-time creators, so it's, right. it's really hard to carve out the time to do that. Um, especially because as, uh, you know, as, as we talked about, there's just so much to do on social, um, <laughs> to, to execute yeah. social strategy really well. So it's such a daunting thing to do. Um, and really what, what we hope is, is one day we'll be able to, to provide the full set of tools to, to make it a little bit less right. daunting, a little bit more easy or easier yeah. um, for, for creators yeah. to, 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 to execute. Yeah. And even considering, you know, the, the price of getting into, you know, with getting into a Flick membership and being able to use the AI, that price, I think, A, is so worth it to have a tool that's constantly there for you 24-7, unlike an assistant, you know, because obviously... There are working hours, there are clocked out hours. AI is always there for you. And then I think the other cool thing too is that AI is it has infinite knowledge, you know, like it's it's almost like a more elevated opportunity than just hiring an assistant. Like this is this is unlimited knowledge. Um so I, I love the idea. I think it's interesting to to think about it because I think when people think of like getting into a, another membership or like another subscription. They're like, Oh, you know, like I don't want to add more costs. But when you think about the money that you'd be saving hiring or, or having again, like a, a product like flick with AI versus hiring an assistant there, it's probably about the same cost, if not less. And you get so much more with it. I think it's a great way to, to utilize your expenses as a, a creator. No, absolutely, and, and I'm very confident in saying the, the amount of time you save it is well is well worth it. Um, you know, we're, mm -hmm. we're we're not a very expensive tool. There are tools on the market that are very, yeah. more expensive and, and are aimed at bigger businesses. 
Um, right. And that that's great for them, and they they provide a great product, uh, um, absolutely. Um, but you know we're, that's not what we're trying to do. We're, we're, we're trying yeah. to, to to serve the lower ticket side of things. Um, um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love that. So outside of Flick and outside of kind of like content planning as a creator, do you have any other tools that you really like to use that are you know that utilize AI in any way that you think content creators would? be interested in or again any other like cool tips with ai in general yeah i think for well for people like yourself um who have a podcast um i absolutely love this uh descript i don't know if you if oh, you know yes. descript um yes. yeah descript. um they were um i used them i uh, started using them a few years ago um before the whole ai thing blew up um and um i think when it comes to building products with AI, because the barrier to entry is quite low now, um, there's a lot of products with very poor user um, interfaces. Yeah. And and really, when it comes to AI, one of the biggest things um, to differentiate products is going to be how do you make it as easy as possible for people to do their, their end goal? To, to And when it comes to podcast editing, right. this script absolutely smashed it when it comes to um, uh, yeah. allowing you to um, you know, transcribe your podcast, then edit it like you would edit a Word doc. To me, that was uh, absolutely Crazy. mind-blowing. So um, <laughs> I think that's one of my favorite AI products there is um, um, at yeah. the moment. Um, yeah. And then, and then in terms of other applications um, for, for AI, um, obviously, you know, mid-journey, um, um, visual AI, um, uh, image creation is getting to a point where it's really, really mind-blowing. Um, what Photoshop released, um, this yeah. week um, alone is crazy where uh, you can just um, add absolutely anything you want to an image, expand it, um, and it will just fill in the, the sides. So if you wanted to repurpose an image for one social to another, instead of having to crop it, you can just expand it um, and and maintain the same quality, um, I, I think is, is absolutely game-changing as yeah. well. Um, so it, it, we're just at a stage where it's going to be really interesting to see products come out uh, and, yeah. and and which ones are adopted and which ones um, um, don't, don't do as well. Um, right. There is one final product um, that I think is worth mentioning uh, and that's called Pebbly. Um, I okay. think it's pebbly.com. Um, and they specialize for anyone selling products. Um, they allow you to strip the background uh, image of a product and then you can generate nice. any image in the background and place your product on there. So for product images, you don't need a very high tech camera anymore or lighting or whatever. Um, you can generate, you know, product images that resemble some of the best product images from the best brands and that are spending hundreds of right. thousands on their content creation. You can do that, um, for basically free, um, um, with Pebbly. So, um, that's another tool I would definitely recommend to having a look if you are selling products or you have a new commerce store or anything like that. Yeah, that's really cool. I haven't heard of that one. I just recently saw a video where someone actually showed um, Canva has a new AI tool that was really cool. It was a girl who was wearing a shirt that showed like a lot of cleavage, but she wanted to use it as her headshot for LinkedIn. And so she went on Canva and typed in like, you know, more professional shirt, whatever. And she highlighted the shirt part of her photo and it put a different shirt on her. <laughs> it was yeah, crazy, crazy to watch. 
It's so wild. And how does it look so good? It's just crazy that it actually, you know, like you think about these things and you're like, oh, that's going to look like fake and people will be able to tell, but it's crazy how good it looks. I know. I know. It's actually crazy. And we're seeing that with images now, but I'm I'm certain we're going to see it with videos very, very soon where, um, you know, we're starting to see these companies come out with um, these avatars right? Um, where you, you send in a picture of yourself or video of yourself and they create your digital clone and yeah. and then they replicate your voice as well. Um, and all of a sudden it's, it's like, it, it's not quite there yet where you can still tell it's not quite a human speaking, but it's only been, you know, six months or so since these companies have been right. working on their products. So within the next year, it's very possible. You won't even need to film a TikTok video. <laughs> It'll just get to the point where you see a trend that you like, and then you can just click replicate and then you'll just get an so outputted crazy. version with your with your body and face and, and voice um wow out there. so it, it, yeah it's uh, it, it'll that be very interesting crazy. to see how far <laughs> you could push content creation with ai yeah um and, and but also it'll be interesting to see um how social the social media networks react to it um yeah are they going to you know are they going to accept the fact that there's just going to be a lot more ai content on their platforms now or are they going to try and suppress that um to to um to allow for um for genuine human-made uh content it'll it'll be an interesting uh, dynamic to see um seeing how that unfolds that's definitely something that we'll have to watch out for. I'm curious to see how that plays out. Um, so I have one last question for you. You guys started out as a hashtag tool. You know, like that's when I first started using Flick, it was you go in and you're looking to find um, all the relevant hashtags to use um, on your post. And I, I absolutely love that feature. I'm curious to hear your thoughts now, a few years later, how do you see hashtags working right now like what do you guys think about hashtags because obviously like things have changed a little bit in the last couple of years for sure for sure so yeah um hashtags are definitely less popular than they used to be um that's one of the driving reasons as to why we're evolving our business um right but what i will say is from the data we're seeing um they still work you you can still get a huge amount of reach on hashtags and around I think eight months ago or so, we saw a massive spike where people started ranking on hashtags a lot more than they used to, um, and that's maintained. Um, so yeah. um, it's a lot easier to rank on hashtags now than it used to. Um, you still do get a decent amount of reach. We see people getting you know anywhere from a few extra hundred um, sort of impressions to you know, t- yeah. 10, 20, 30,000 um, through hashtags. Um, so they're still worth it. The one thing I will say is that maybe not quite as worth it as they used to be in the sense that there's mm-hmm. other really good organic ways to grow now with reels where you don't need hashtags as much. Um, yeah. And uh, where really hashtags were at the peak of their relevance is where it's before reels came out and sort of Instagram growth had stagnated a little bit and, and, and they were the best way to grow organically. Um, and, yeah. um, but now I, I definitely put them behind reels, um, but they're still, you know, they're still right. able to get you um, multiple thousands of highly targeted um, impressions. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're, they're definitely not as important as they used to be. Yeah, the way I look at it is, you know, like, how much time does it take me to find a few hashtags to put into a post? What's, you know, like, what's the harm? Of course, if I have the ability to, I'm just going to put them in there. Because you never know, again, when you're going to have a post where you rank really high on a hashtag, and it could totally 
change the trajectory of your page. So I still am for, for them. Sure. I still use them on every single post. Um, but I think what's cool too, is that they also are keywords, you know, and we know that SEO is so yeah. important on, on captions and on and socials in, in general. So be just because you maybe if you're listening to this, you're like, Oh, I don't really use hashtags anymore. They're still considered keywords and SEO. I think it's now more important than it's probably ever been on socials. So I'm, I'm still for hashtags. <laughs> no, absolutely. Um, it's still a very, very important part of, of your social media strategy. Um, <laughs> but definitely focus on reels as well. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, well, thank you so much for sharing all of this with us. We actually surprisingly in this podcast have never talked a, a whole episode about AI. And I think you provided us with so many great tips and tricks and all of the rundown of everything we need to know about hashtags or about uh, AI. Um, so thank you, Loic, so much for sharing all your knowledge no with us today. <laughs> no problem. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Thanks, Kristen.